Job ready? Employer says yes. This programme is presented by Eduvate, education and innovation. I'm Jonathan Brill. In an action-packed show today, what's the best job sector for pay? Detailed advice from the Eduvate catalogue about how to get your foot in the door. Does overuse of your smartphone cause emotional harm? Listen to the evidence because in later weeks we'll be enlisting further advice from leading psychologists Dr Amanda Gummer and Erica Brodnock. LinkedIn's 2017 US State of Salary Report is out. And what is on top as the most lucrative career? You guessed it, tech. In the US, computer science majors are paid the most with a median salary of 92,300 bucks. Software and IT services is the highest paid industry with a median total compensation of $104,700. But hope isn't lost for the technologically challenged. Visual arts majors have the second highest median total compensation at $90,390. But you can bet that the majority of their output is consumed by tech. And now, however good your CV is, people can still let themselves down as they introduce themselves to a new employer with a lousy covering letter. As an employer, I see a lot of cover letters. Many of them are rubbish. Why? Because they are transparently cut and paste jobs. Maybe through a careers professional or a job advert, the candidate has been advised to send a cover letter. Whatever has been the response. And as a result, four lines of unconvincing nonsense arrives on my desk. Forget it. Your application is dead. Cover letters are an important opportunity. The first impression you can make with an employer, and in the world of loads of CVs that land on my desk, a key differentiator. So, since the stakes are high and the competition fierce, this is a place I suggest you spend at least 15 to 20 minutes per application. It's all about tailoring your pitch and language to the role of the company. Pitch is the key word here. Cover letters are your sales pitch for yourself, for you as a brand, why you're a good fit for that company. So you have to be willing to think critically about how you're going to sell yourself. Let's take a look at the way to tackle it, or to my way of thinking, answer the question, because the job advert invites you to answer the question it poses. So look closely at normally three things. The job advert wording, the job description, and where supplied, the person specification. Then list the key words from each. That's a really important bit because it will allow you to decide on what they really want from a candidate and how you fit the bill. Then draw together the template structure of the cover letter. I would put a simple date, a greeting to the advertiser, three paragraphs, 
three paragraphs and a closing statement, then sign out warm regards and contact details. Now, there are a few things I want to call your attention to here. I recommend that you stick with no more than three paragraphs for your cover letter. Brevity is your friend. People screening CVs just have seconds to spend on each cover letter, so grab them with a hook. The hook of a song is the catchy bit that you can't get out of your head, and it's the same here. An interesting statement at the beginning, and take them all the way through the three paragraphs so they're intrigued to meet you. Here's a three-paragraph model. Based on the keywords you have selected, the first paragraph sells you and your accomplishments as relevant to the job as advertised. It's not a one-size-fits-all. If you're doing it right, it intrigues me sufficiently to read the second paragraph. The second paragraph connects the dots between what you've done before and what you need to do for the job you've applied for. It also intrigues me then to read the third paragraph, and in the third paragraph, aim for a double hit. You are hitting home, i.e. emphasising that you could hit the ground running. This is so important. Of course, any good employer will spend time training you, but the sooner you are functioning in the job, the sooner the employer is getting commercial value from employing you. So, to sum up, keep in mind these four things. First of all, keep them short. These punchy three paragraphs are the most important you're going to need here. Brevity is always your friend in dealing with recruiters. I want you to imagine that every word you have to use counts against you, which isn't really far from the truth. Recruiters and HR professionals are busy. You'll be lucky to get a quick 10-second scan of this letter. Secondly, hook them with sentence one, and they will give you a steady reason to keep reading every sentence, sell every line, so that you're taking someone to that next line. Make sure you're conveying what your story is and why you stand out. Third, the best cover letters are personal. I can't tell you how many times I've screened CVs where someone sends me the same old thing they probably sent to 10 other companies in the same day. They have no chance, none, zip, zero. Finally, the best cover letters are error-free. Spelling mistakes, incorrect punctuation or grammar can make you come across looking sloppy, unprofessional, which is really not going to get your job in my company. Nothing turns a hiring manager off more quickly, except perhaps a cover letter that's too long for them to read or a bad opening hook or an impersonal, quickly dashed off piece of writing. This may seem like a lot of steps and a lot of time spent towards a cover letter, but my news for you is that this is time well spent in your search for a job. Consider that this is the first chance to pitch yourself, so be interesting, likeable, motivated and well-researched in order to put your best virtual foot forward. There is evidence this week that overuse of smartphones is causing emotional well-being issues to teenagers. In a nutshell, according to the research carried out from 2010-11, the start of the major phenomenon of smartphones, young people then started to hang out less with each other. They didn't shop with their friends, they didn't go to 
parties, that sort of thing, nearly as much as their parents did at that age. Consequently, the well-documented increase in solitariness began to take effect. And while it may be considered by some to be alarmist, according to the research as reported by the BBC, there are correlations with depression and even suicide. The rule of thumb is that if teenagers use their mobile device for longer than an hour a day, then the dangers from these behaviours increase for every additional hour of usage. We have been concerned by these trends here at Eduvate and have taken a decision at HQ to build a resource to increase awareness of the issues relating to emotional well-being that teenagers have to face, particularly in the transition from high school to something else. We have engaged two leading professionals to help us with this initiative, Dr. Amanda Gummer and Erica Brodnock. Watch this space. In the last five years, particularly in the US, dozens of for-profit schools and summer camps have popped up offering an unusual promise. Even humanities graduates can learn how to code in a few months and join the high-paying digital economy. Students and their hopeful parents shelled out as much as $26,000 seeking to jumpstart a career. But the coding bootcamp field now faces a sobering moment as two large companies have announced plans to shut down this year, despite backing by major for-profit education companies Kaplan and the Apollo Education Group. The closings are a sign that years of heady growth led to a boot camp glut and that the field could be in the early stages of a shakeout. In the UK, it's still really got to start. You'll find us online at eduvate.biz. Job ready. Employer says yes.